This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Seems like a good idea after you've had a few. Yeah, that's this show. It's time for Dukes and Bell. Oh, someone told me it's the Black Beverly Hills. Is that true? Driving in Atlanta just got a whole lot more bearable. Welcome to the party, pal. Hi, everybody. Carl Dukes and Mike Bell. The names would mean goodness. Say my name, you know who I am. Carl Dukes. I drink. I know things. Oh, don't question my authority thing. King Kong ain't got on me. Sometimes you just got to call somebody, and I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, ah! And Mike Bell. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. Hope you guess my name. Every seven minutes till somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes, right? Get ready for the best five hours of your life. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Just watch. This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. You know what? Why don't we start doing the stuff that other guys have done on other radio shows around the country? No. no. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Atlanta, what's going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, hey man. man. We hope you're having a great Friday. Uh, we've got a big show Big, lots, big. Of, lots of guests are going to stop by. Mike, you are uh, headed down to New Orleans. Yes, I is. Uh, for the game this weekend. And and listen, as much as we we beef, I mean, you could use another right. word, but uh, about this team, we support this team. And there is still a chance, as minimal as it is, that this team wins and something, a miracle happens in Carolina. Because, again, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have to fall apart. Right. But it's the NFL, and we've seen we've seen these scenarios. But you just told me something. To start this show, and I was like, no! 92.9 The Game, breaking news. Breaking news on 92.9 The Game is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Told yeah. you, told you, Andy and Randy. Um, <laughs> You just said to me, Heineke is... Listed as questionable. No! <laughs> yes. Does that mean we're going to see Desmond Ritter? Yes. I just told Carl... You know, no. I go, think about this. I go, I'm with you. I used a credit. I had a, I had a free night from Hotels.com. I had, a, I had a little bit of a credit with Ticketmaster. And I used my Sky Miles on Delta. So basically, I got about just under $400 invested in this trip to New Orleans. Chance to see Desmond Ritter on the road. Priceless. <laughs> do, you, do you guys remember last week? <laughs> he came into the game and threw an interception? Yes. yes. Four throws, one pick. That's a 25% interception rate. 
I mean, I don't know about you, but this Friday just uh, went a little bit, a little bit over here. I can tell you this: uh, maybe second down a hurricane to Pat O'Brien's by halftime. <laughs> You're gonna be in the patio. Yeah, I'm gonna be, bring it over here. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to the Julie Piano Bar. <laughs> All right, listen. And Coach said to us uh, that Heineken, the reason why, right? He had an ankle thing going correct. on last week. But and then the dude ran for a touchdown. I know he looked fine. So, Shoot it up and tape it up. Get your gimpy butt out there, Heineken. I don't want to hear about it. Now, if you're saying Dukes and Brown understand, we want the best chance to potentially win if we're going to go play to yep. win. Yeah, I mean, look, we got a 17 percent chance. It, look, it's all incumbent on the Buccaneers losing to the Panthers. We got to win the game. You know the story. And, and, to, and to put Ritter back in there, see, I don't know where his head's at, you know, but we just. I know where his head's at. Hey, we beat the Saints last time. No thanks to him with all the picks he threw. You know, I mean, we ran for like a ton of yards. He threw two picks. That's true. He overcame you know? it. They, they overcame it. You're right. All right. With that said, there's an article out, Sports Illustrated. Connor Orr, who covers the NFL, does a really good job. And his article basically talks about why the Falcons should give Arthur Smith one more season with a better quarterback. Now. I know Mike and I have gone back and forth on this, and Monday, I I hope we put this to rest one way or the other, right? Black Monday, Mike, Falcons come out and say, Arthur Smith is back. There is no discussing it. How do we get better? Great. Or Arthur Smith is out. Where are we going, and who is the new guy? Great. One way or the other, we're going to find out. But this article lays out multiple reasons why the Falcons should give Arthur Smith one more season with a better quarterback. And I'm curious to know if you feel this way. Now, I'm not going to get into the minutiae of this article. You can go read it. But, but they talk about Give me a bullet points on this because well, it's, it's interesting. It, it talks about, more than anything, the deception of what we believe has been happening and what is actually happening. The like, perception? Yeah. Are you saying there's a deception? Well, like, for example, Drake London, right? right. Do you feel like he has been utilized and, and, and done as much as he possibly could? When you look at the numbers, okay, mm-hmm. 137 receptions. Drake London's had a really good season. Right. Um, you look at Bijan Robinson, and again, he's going to break the, the single-season rookie record for the Falcons when you talk about yards from the line of scrimmage. He's had a really good season, even though we've all said all these guys need the ball more. But, but, you know, but, but the a, biggest but thing in yeah. this article, and okay. here's the thing, and I'll, I'll let you go, but the biggest thing is the disappointment in the quarterback position. The primary option was Ritter, and the fact of the article lays out all the reasons why Arthur has shown you he can be successful he just has got to be given another season with a better quarterback. Yeah, I, the play calling, like the, the article that came out that was Josh Kendall in the Athletic, and it was midseason. Where and and some guys are you making too much? But no, I mean, look, say what you want. This is from a guy in the offensive line. Caleb McGarry says it's a very complicated playbook, and and there's a fine line, which means you know the, the margin for error is really thin. Every, I mean, that's that doesn't help a rookie quarterback. I mean, Tannehill had years of experience in the NFL. I presume it was a similar offense being run up in Nashville. That's why, I mean, when I asked the question, he really couldn't answer because he's still got two quarterbacks right now under, under contract. When I said, can you find a quarterback you can win with next year? You know, I, that's the thing. I don't know. And by the way, just to bring back to the, the points you just mentioned, you're right. Drake London's, you know, he's not, he, he may, you know, get to 1,000 yards. But when you look at it, Carl, I mean, 56, 39, 24 yards, 8 36, 55, 54, 28. These are, these are yardage totals for Drake London. And I'm not putting this on him. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, with a 17-game you know, schedule, you can, you, almost everybody can get to 1,000 or near. I still don't think this offense is getting the most out of our skill position players. Obviously, Pitts, I don't know what to make of Pitts anymore, you know, between the fact he wasn't healthy. But we just don't do it. And part of it is and pointed out in the article by Connor or is we have a terrible quarterback situation, which – Management and the coach signed off on. 
How much of this do you look at, as Connor Orr points out in Sports Illustrated, that in his first year, we're talking about Arthur Smith, he was relying on guys like uh, Mike Davis, right? Calvin Ridley played five games, was ultimately we, suspended. You know, we could have picked up John Connor, by the way. Well, you know, you get back to see. This also goes back to who your personnel is. But, but this is what he had, and and this is where I, I'm. I, he's okay. saying the first year. Do you look at this and not us, Arthur Blank? You may look at this and say, hey, I agree with this. But he, he had relied on guys like Mike Davis, and, and Calvin only played five games right. and was ultimately That's suspended. beyond his control. Correct. Cordell Patterson, right, was your primary guy. Nobody was even looking to pick up CP. And then he says, wait a minute, in the second year, you think about what happened, but wait, did not, nothing happened because you in, 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 inquired or incurred, Mike, uh, 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 the biggest you know, cap hit in NFL history with Matt Ryan. You, you took that on in his second year, so it didn't allow you to do all these things. So what do you do? You go draft Tyler Algier and Drake London. And basically, and whether you agree or not with this, Connor Orr is saying, if you really want to make a case for saying, it was really good, but he got the wrong quarterback, and if you give him a year to fix that, this will look and be a lot better. There is a case, whether we like it or not, Mike, and we're on the same page on this. Yeah. I, I feel like all the things we've talked about, I can't ignore those things. Yeah, but, but I mean, he's making a case for it. I, well, I, 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 just, I think you can, you can bend the numbers any which way you want. We, had eight, we averaged 18.4 points with Matt Ryan. I know you just listed the roster he threw to. And, again, the Ridley thing was beyond his, his, uh, his, uh, his, his control. But, I mean, you averaged 18.4 points with a, with a potential Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, who can deliver it to a number of guys, and he has over the years. It hasn't always been about Julio. It's been the Alameda Zacchaeuses of the world. He's always thrown the other guys. But he also made Kyle Pitts, you know, post the second most receiving yards behind a guy named Mike Dicka as a rookie. But we don't score enough points under Arthur. See, the end of the day is we, an offensive coach, we don't score enough points. We We don't get to the 21 or 24 points. We don't. He is an offensive coach with a misfiring offense. That's my That's my argument for letting him go. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Turtle, let's put up a poll. Happy Friday. Should the Falcons give him one more season with a better quarterback? Because that is the, the discussion. And I think it's interesting, Mike, that national guys are picking mm-hmm. this up and running with it because all of a sudden now um, I think people want to defend this. They, they're trying to say, hey, it's not as bad if he was to fix this, if they are to get this. And here's the other part of this, to Mike and I's point about where we're at and where we go. You 100% sure they're going to get this next one right? Well, that's just it. I mean, what quarterback who, – who first off, who are we dra- – you're going to have to move up. If you have a guy that's earmarked, you're, you're going to be forfeiting, let's be honest now, a, a first-round pick in the, in the future to get to where you want to go, I presume. Or because I don't want to hear about taking a flyer on a guy. We got to plug in I don't a quarterback who can rock. And that's why we, you know, we may not even do a quarterback in the draft and do it through free agency. Yeah. We may have to do it through free agency. You know, I'm intrigued by Michael Penix. Uh, you know, by uh, you know, by, by I'd love his game. I think Penix is is uh, is a star. But with the knees, you got to have a good offensive line. Is our offensive line good enough? We got to go get a center. Some people feel that Dalman regressed a little bit this year. So there's a lot of holes, a lot of work to be done. But I just, I just don't trust Arthur with a rookie quarterback to have an offense that will be fu- fully functional because I th- we're going to be right back where we were. Poll question's up. Should the Falcons give Arthur Smith one more season with a new quarterback? And this is not Mike and I. Again, this is Connor Orr. He's a very good uh, writer. More importantly, covers the NFL and and certainly has a lot of contacts in in the know. I respect his opinion about why he would write something like this because this is one of those jobs around the NFL that everybody's wondering about. 
Nobody really knows, but if you want to make a case for one way or the other, you can. He chose to make the case for why they should give him another season. Red zone scoring, and you know, we've talked about this a million times with <laughs> Arthur. Here you go. I'm sorry. Shane, the pain goes, close the poll. It's 100%. No. <laughs> ah, I love it. Happy Friday, man. Uh, go vote. Dukes of Bell 929. We're coming back. we got plenty more to get to. Bryant McFadden is going to join us. We'll talk to the CBS Sports NFL analyst about the Falcons and all things NFL coming up next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It is Dukes and Bell. Listen, we speak for you guys. Mike and I try to put out things that we believe you are saying, talking about, telling your friends, talking about on social media. I always tell you, we're your conduit. We put this poll out, Mike. It's not even close. Dukes and Bell 929. And again, this is based on an article uh, by Connor Orr. The Falcons should give Arthur Smith one more season with a better quarterback. Whether you believe that or not, uh, I'm just getting the pulse. And the poll says right now, pretty much everybody says no. Yeah, I know that uh, earlier in the week I heard a lot of folks after we spoke to Arthur that said, you know, after hearing him again with you guys, it, I'm feeling a little more a little more sympathetic to his cause. Look, I'm not, everyone knows what he did in Tennessee. It just didn't hasn't happened here. You know, and I know we've said, well, guys will come back. Well, yeah, Derrick Henry. Yeah, well, we've run the football effectively here. You know, I mean, Algier was a 1,000-yard rusher. Bijan's just about 50 and change away from a 1,000-yard season this year. So he's got, you know, guys can run the football effectively, you know, and actually if you add it all up, all up Carl, it gets close to the production of what you got with Henry. So what's the problem? The quarterback. So whose fault is that? That goes back to, do you think he's got the personnel when it comes to the offense? Is he, is he making those calls? The Terry goes and gets I the do. guys that he wants? I do. See, that's a problem. That can't, that's yeah. got to be one of the conditions of moving forward. He can't have that control anymore if he does. Yeah, I just think that uh, all these offensive coordinators, I'll give you an example, and then we'll get to our buddy BMAC. Shane Steichen came in, had no clout. But he wanted Anthony Richardson. They drafted Anthony Richardson. That's Shane Steichen. That's nobody else in the organization. The general manager's been there with the Colts. I'm just telling you, these offensive guys come in and they see what they want, and then they try to attempt to go get it. And that's the general manager's job. They had a high draft pick. Everybody said, don't do it. They're a game away from the playoffs without Anthony Richardson. Right. Shane Steichen, then the job he's done with the variety of quarterbacks that he's had to deal with this year, Mike. That, that's what we're talking about. There are, there are probably three or four different places where we could discuss, hey, they had a quarterback change or their guy wasn't getting it done, and the quarterback situation was as bad as ours, and these coaches have still gotten right. uh, their teams into the playoffs. No, I, I know that Stafford has been banged up, but this year he was healthier, but the job we talked about yesterday, Sean McVay. Well, look at the Rams, dead in the water. Even Peyton had things turned around for a minute with the, uh, with the Broncos. He's got a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Right. To go along with all these young guys, it's made them everybody better. Well, here's the thing: Did Ritter get better over the course of the season? No, he didn't. He no. got worse. And so, no. what's he, what, what? Why should Arthur Smith have the chance to mold a rookie quarterback? B Mac, we appreciate your time. CBS Sports NFL analyst, host of all things covered. The podcast is great. 
Give us your take, man. What do you think about this? Because it's something we're asking our audience. Should they give Arthur Smith one more season with a better quarterback? We got one week left, obviously, Sunday against the Saints. Man, first and foremost, man, let me give you guys your flowers because just listening to you talk about the conundrum that is currently involving the Falcons and Arthur Smith and the quarterback situation, that was must-hear radio right there. So great job because I was just a fan just listening. But, you guys, I am coming on, so I got to interrupt you, your outstanding conversation and kind of give my two cents. Uh, I, 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 I side with you guys. I side with Mike especially. Um, I'm, it's, it's like, do we believe – Arthur Smith has what it takes as a coach to develop a young quarterback because Mike, you hit it dead on the, on the nail. I mean, Desmond Ritter looks like he's kind of going in the wrong direction based on what we saw in the small sample size from a year ago. So who fault is that? Is that more on the player or is that more on the coach or is it 50 50 from either side? Regardless of who fault it is, it, it can't, it can't be accepted. You know what I mean? You got to have your eyes set on a on a bigger prize, and we've seen a lot of a, a lot throughout this year, as you guys mentioned, teams doing more with less, finding ways to be competitive, finding ways to win the ball games they're supposed to win, even without their star quarterback. And th- that that is the standard, that is the expectation. And as I stated with you guys last week when I came on, you know, f- fans are so angry because the window in the division was wide open for anyone to take. And one would think or say the skill skill position wise, Atlanta would 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 be tops of the division. When you look at some of the guys they have on the offensive side of things, outside of the quarterback position, and of course on the offensive line. So, I'm 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 right there with you guys. If you if you're trying to start with a young quarterback, do we believe Arthur Smith has what it takes to develop that guy to be the best? It's Super Bowl winner with the Steelers, Brian McFadden, with us guys here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Yeah, that's the thing, man. We. We've gone round and round with the audience on this. The other thing, Brian, you know, is from an owner standpoint, you got to have some juice. You know, you got to create some buzz. And, and I mean, I know that no owner would actually, I mean, go, go online and, and say that uh, on the record, but we got to create a buzz about this team wherever we go. Facts, facts, and that's the thing. To, to create a buzz, you got to have a head coach that can do such. You know, prime example. Let's look at the job that D'Amico Ryan's is doing currently in Houston, right? First and foremost, the C.J. Stroud that we're watching right now, I did not think I would see this early in his career. But a lot of that has to do with the coaching, on on from the head coach to the offensive guys on the staff, finding ways to put him in positions to be successful. Then, secondly, look at some of the guys that they surrounded C.J. Stroud with, guys to we felt like we're not even household name like guys, but they're finding ways to get those guys to be able to give their best and most importantly be competitive. It starts with the coaching. They have a buzz in Houston. We don't know the last time they have had any significant buzz regarding their football football team, but they have a buzz and it starts with the head coach. When I look at head coaches, you know, just being around the NFL for you know the year that I was involved, being with the Pittsburgh Steelers, one year with Arizona, one thing we always had in Pittsburgh was what type of team do we want to be? And that starts with the coaches. That starts with the GM. So you draft players as such, the mentality of the team. Does this player fit our mentality on and off the football field? Does he fit our skill set that we look for? And then we drafted as such. We brought in free agents as such. And that, that created a foundation. A lot of NFL organizations, they have no foundation. Because if you ask any individual right now, Atlanta, what type of team is Atlanta? You might get three or four different answers. Because the foundation hasn't been created, and it starts with the head. BMAC, uh, as we talk about some of these playoff scenarios, and uh, word is now that the Ravens are going to rest a bunch of guys, as they should. 
Uh, I think six guys are getting rested in that game, talking about the Steelers. But what do you expect, man, with the Steelers? I mean, they're 9-7. and seven. We know Tomlin is you know, probably going to win uh, or have an, another year where he's got a winning record, regardless of what happens here on Sunday. But do the Steelers get it done with the Ravens resting all these guys? Yeah, I think so. I mean, heck, they got it done early in the year when the Ravens had all of their starters, you know, in Pittsburgh. That's just the nature of that rivalry. It's usually a split regardless of who's playing and who's not playing. But with the Ravens resting a lot of guys, one would think based on how well we've watched, you know, the Steelers kind of up their ante and playing football on either side, especially with Mason Rudolph, you've got to like Pittsburgh's chances in, in winning that ball game, especially knowing – what's at stake for them. They have to win, and then they got to go out and window shop. You know, watch out of the window and see exactly what's going on elsewhere with the Buffalo Bills, specifically in the Miami Dolphins. So, yes, man, I like I like Pittsburgh. Man, Mason Rudolph, it, it, it sucks that they didn't give the keys to Mason earlier. Mm. Because if they would have gave the keys to Mason, the games that they lost, the, the New England Patriots, the Arizona Cardinals, the Indianapolis Colts, it's safe to say Mason Rudolph with how he's been playing would have won at least two of those ball games, and they would have been in a better position playoff-wise than currently because of the job that Trubisky didn't do. And now they have to help, hope for some help, but I, I like their chances uh, Saturday against the Ravens. Yeah, BMAC, uh, Indy wins the tiebreaker over Pittsburgh. Houston uh, wins the tiebreaker over the Steelers as well. So we'll see how that one shakes out now. The, uh, the other thing, man, is you just touched on it, the Bills. Bills have been a roller coaster. You know, it just seems like they lost their way, missing their – remember we talked earlier this year about missing their window for the, you know, maybe a Super Bowl. And now yep. right back in the mix where, you know, but they got to win. I mean, you know, they've got to win this game. Otherwise, they're out. Yeah, they're out. And one thing about Josh Allen, he loves playing against the Miami Dolphins. I mean, he has an outstanding record against Miami, individually great numbers as well. I like, I like Buffalo. Now – I hope Buffalo lose because that gives the Steelers a better chance of getting in if they beat Baltimore. But if I'm trying to put money in your pocket, I got to take Buffalo. I'm taking Buffalo in this ballgame, and here's why. I just talked about the success that Josh Allen has had against the Miami Dolphins. But also Miami defensively, they just lost Bradley Chubb to an ACL injury. They were already missing their next best pass rusher in Jalen Phillips. Xavier Howard, their number two corner, was caught off the football field against Baltimore. Their best inside linebacker, Jerome Baker, he's been on the shelf. They're dealing with too many injuries. And will we see Raheem Mostert and Jalen Waddle? Remember, those two guys did not participate against the Baltimore Ravens. And if they play Sunday night, you know, where, what's their status? Like, are, are they 100? Will they be 100% healthy? Probably not. So right now, Buffalo is trending in the right direction. Miami, they've been a bit stagnant. And Buffalo has been in a playoff mindset over the last four weeks. They've been in a situation where they feel like if we lose, we go home. So they've been in desperation mode over the last few weeks, and they've been playing as such. And that's why I think they continue their hot streak of winning ball games, playing good play against Miami. Yeah, I'm with you. Brian McFadden, our guest, guys, as we talk all things NFL. BMAC, uh, as we look at some of these other games uh, on Sunday and, and, you know, around the league that, that had playoff implications, Cowboys aren't going to slip up against the Commanders, are they? I mean, there's, there's no way, right? Because uh, if they win, they win the NFC East, Eagles start the uh, playoffs on the road, and all of a sudden the Cowboys are division champs. Man, listen, 
called, this is the one year, correct me if I'm wrong, in the NFL when you think you know what's going to happen, you don't know. <laughs> True. Right? True. You've seen, how many upsets have we seen where, as fans, we're like, oh, this is a win for us. Heck, even going with the Atlanta Falcons a few weeks ago against Carolina. You know what I mean? You think you know what you're going to see, and you don't know. And that's why this been, it's been such an entertaining year in the National Football League because the narrative is changing week in and week out. So to answer your question, yes, the Dallas Cowboys, they should beat the Commanders. The commanders, they have nothing to play for, right? The U-Haul mm-hmm. trucks are already packed, guys getting ready for their vacation time and having fun and, and, and enjoying themselves in the offseason for commanders. Dallas is going to the playoffs, so they should win. But i tell you this much, I'm not willing to give up the 13 points that Dallas is getting. <laughs> I think it's great, but I'm not willing to do that. Yeah. But I'll, 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 I'll put something on the money line for the Cowboys to win that ball game outright. But giving up 13 points in a scenario where we've seen Dallas struggle on the road. Hey, go back to, to last year when Dallas went to Washington. Washington was kind of in the same situation. Guess what happened? The Cowboys lost. Hey, before we cut you loose, BMAC, uh, we were not getting a chance to talk to you before the national championship. By the way, we'll be up at Hooters uh, Mall of Georgia in Buford, getting you ready for that one. Hooters, but Hooters, Hooters. Washington and Michigan, and as a defensive back, how impressed are you, by the way, Penix just drops – I mean, he drops lasers and he drops dimes, and they got a, a two amazing wide receivers, but do they have enough to beat Michigan? Man, I've been a Michael Penix fan going back to his Indiana days, man. you got to realize, Penix has been in college football for quite some time. Mm. I think his freshman year was, what, 2018, 2019, and he's dealt with a lot of difficult injuries and been battle-tested and got an extra year because of the COVID year. But Penix, is, this is who he is. I, 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 my NFL comp to, to Michael Penix Jr. is Warren Moon. Oh, wow. With his accuracy, how he stands in the pocket. You know, he's not known to be a mobile guy, but he can make people miss when need be. But just the, the, the pinpoint accuracy that he oftentimes displays is something that we don't really see from college quarterbacks. And also his ability to anticipate and throw your wide receiver, throw his wide receiver open. That's what he did. You know what I mean? So if you guys haven't really been paying attention to Michael Penix, this is who he is. This is the best part of his game. He's a natural thrower of the football. Now I'll transition to to Michigan? Yes, sir. One thing I can say, the two best teams are playing for a national championship. That's important because we all both believe that these are the two best teams. Michigan defensively, the best defense in all of college football the entire year, only allowing under 10 points for a ball game, outstanding players in the secondary. Can they get the Michael Penix like they did Jalen Miro? Can Michael Penix fit uh, footballs in tight spaces like he did against Texas in the Sugar Bowl? I think he can. I took Washington against Texas last week. I'm going to take Washington against Michigan. And the reason why is because I trust Michael Penix. He's an NFL quarterback. He's a first-rounder. He's throwing to first-round like wide receivers, and it's offensive line unit. They're the best. They've been the best in college football. I'm not saying that they might have some issues against Michigan's front, but I think they have what it takes to be able to give their quarterback enough time to dial up some heat. And every time he gets back in that pocket, man, nine times out of ten, guys, he's throwing he's throwing dimes. And whenever he plays, he's wearing cargo pants because he had a pocket full of dimes. <laughs> BMAC, appreciate you. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games and check him out, guys. CBS Sports NFL analyst, host of All Things Covered. Thank you again, B. Yes, sir. Alright, guys, coming up, we're going to hit some headlines. And when Mike and I come back, I'm going to tell you who is available for the Hawk Hawks if they are making a trade. Stay right there at Stukes and Bell. Damn it, isn't it?
I just talked to the guys during the commercial break, Orrin and Chris. Guys, just real quick, stop with the Ritter stuff. Okay? Carl and I were just laughing. By the way, Boss Gag saw him live last summer. The Dirty Lowdown. Great riff. But, uh, and still can sing, too, man. I can drop it all. At age, like, 70, whatever. But uh, stop with the Ritter stuff. Maybe they'll do an amnesty thing with the jerseys next year at the Falcon store. I don't know. Amnesty. You know, go turn your foal in for whatever we get. Come on. I mean, I don't know. I mean, get, get no, yourself they, a Kirk Cousins no, or a Michael Penix. They're going to be at Academy on sale. That's yeah. what's going to happen. No, but it's just, you know, these guys going round and round. Who did Ritter have to look up to as you guys, he's a, he's a turnover machine. They gave him every opportunity, and he didn't do the job. So just stop. And you'll have another opportunity on Sunday to remind you how ineffective he can be at times. Hope I'm wrong. <laughs> just don't do it. Don't do it. Come on. Again, just tuning in. Taylor Heineke questionable right now for Sunday. Our defense has been pretty good, right? Yes. Okay. Going into uh, this week, I just want you guys to know, we're averaging 19 points a game. Saints are averaging 22. So they're scoring more points. We're giving up 20.3 points a game. That's ninth in the league. They're giving up 19.4. That's sixth. Defensively, they may be better. You talk about rushing yards. We're averaging about 130 a game. We're eighth in the league. They're 21st. They don't run the ball as well. And Kamara is banged up for this game, too. It may not play. So when you start comparing, Right, compare and contrast. This is what you're talking about when you go into Sunday. These two teams are very close. Statistically, they're very close. This is not going to be any surprises. Who's going to make plays? This is why the Heineke Ritter thing plays out. I'm willing to tell you guys because I've seen it with my own eyes that Taysom Hill would come into this game and make more plays than both of those guys. Yeah, we've seen it. He's beaten us enough. We've seen it firsthand. So. Who's going to make plays? Forget about all the things, right? Oh, well, where are the Falcons? How, are they, how many yards are they giving up a game? 11th in the league. 316 yards allowed per game. Well, they're 13th in the league. They're giving up 323. This is a close game. Yeah. Who's going to make plays? Yeah, the difference one could argue, you know, as far as some of the scoring was, you know, Derek Carr, competent quarterback, you know, is, you know solid if not flashy. Missed a couple of games with some concussion issues. But that's, you know, we talk about a delivery system, you know, because I would put our weapons, certainly offensive weapons, over what the Saints have had this year. But we just we shot ourselves in the foot too much, especially in the yep. red zone. No doubt, Mike. Headlines brought to you uh, by our friends at ATL Live Well. Don't just live, live well. I just want to put this out there, and we'll talk about the Hawks in a second, because I know people are asking and, and wondering who is available. Um, there are only two guys that will be not available. But before we get to that, I want you to hear Ryan Nielsen, who came on the morning shift, talking about trying to stop Taysom Hill. And they asked him, right, how do you slow this guy down? He was there in New Orleans when, when Sean Payton was using him the same way that they're using him now. Here is our defensive coordinator talking about slowing him down. Yeah, he's dynamic. He really is. He does a lot. Uh, he is all over the place to line him up, you know, from from receiver all the way to quarterback. So he's at every single spot. Um, but really, you know, the, the thing is, is it's focusing on ourselves and not so much on him. Uh, just knowing where he is. But – you know, us being in the right spot. I think sometimes you can overdo it and, you know, put too much out on, hey, he's he's a wide out or he's a tight end or he's in the backfield, um, more so than, hey, when he's at this position, we're going to play it just like this and just be in the right spot and he'll come to us. I thought in the last game, you know, he got out on us a couple of runs, but I thought for overall our guys did a really good job of containing him. I think he had 2-7 to carry, um, Couple, uh, Nate Lamont had a really big hit on him. 
was a couple really big hits. And I think, you know, and obviously the punch out from Jesse in the red zone, that was a huge play in the game. Yeah, I forgot about that when Jesse stripped him. Right. But but that's the thing. you got to get a hat on this guy. Like, it's what we and, – and Mike, everybody knows this, right? Here comes Taysom Hill. Yep. You're going – he's getting the ball. Yeah, he's not throwing it. You know what I mean? He's going to run it. You know, it's it's crazy. Taysom Hill, seven carries for 26 yards last time. And, of course, the bigger one was the 36-yard catch and yards after the catch. Remember, we caught the ball across the middle? Forgot about and, that and we just, one. And we just kept running and running. Yeah, Taysom Hill with, uh, you know, he just, he's, he's just been a burr in our saddle. And you don't want one of those, Carl, as long as he's been on that Saints team. You're right, man. So that is something that we're going to have to worry about. We do every year, and as long as he's on that team, it's going to be an issue. Meanwhile, as we talk about what else is going on, Hawks tonight, Mike, take on the Pacers. Uh, coverage right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 6.30, and then tips at 7. These are the two best point guards going up against each other. All right, Tyrese Halliburton, Trey Young. And if you're wondering, as we count down now, and the countdown is on, because you can make a deal before the trade deadline. You don't have to wait. And I always think when you wait, you probably are adding, you know, less uh, negotiable things to yeah, a deal. you your leverage, right. Yeah, man. So I, I don't necessarily know if you have to wait. But the only two guys that are not for sale, want to take a guess? Trey Young, Jalen Johnson. Everybody else is available. If you're a team that wants to make a deal, Mike, everybody else is available. Now, why am I saying this? Last night, Landry Fields was at the Skyhawks game, and we had a chance to visit with him. Now, he didn't say that, but he did say, listen, we're trying to improve this team, and we're certainly trying to make you know, ways to, to find ways to, to add to this team. He knows, Mike, what's at stake, and he knows the task that, that him and Kyle have to deal with as far as trying to make a trade. I'm just telling you guys, those are the two guys. Everybody else is available. Yeah, and I know that the DeJounte Murray, going back to what Sham Sharania was throwing out there, he's a guy that, you know, we, we got to – some guys say, well, we got to get something back. I don't know what you're going to get back. and You may just eat it, Carl, as far as if you want to – if you rebuild, I don't think that's necessarily the way to go. I love a guy like, you know, Laurie Markkinen coming from the Jazz, but you'd have to give up a lot. Now, you're, you're cool with giving up uh, Okongwu? Because that might be one of the – are you cool with that? Well, listen, Big O, I think he's got a lot of upside. But I do think teams are going to be interested in him, Mike, because at this point I'd ask you, would you take Big O or would you take Capella at this point in their careers? Yeah, I mean, you take – again, I'd like to get both off the roster. I mean, you may have to get both off the roster, but – won't see him no more. But Okongwu I'd like to keep, but you're right. Okongwu's yeah, the guy they're going to want over Capella that's, because of his age. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Meanwhile, Jalen Johnson, guys, he may get some votes, I think, for comeback player. I mean – He's averaging, what, 15 a game, uh, becoming one of the more efficient scorers in the league. He's so. got uh, – somebody did – I apologize for not knowing the person's name. He's one of the big loyal Hawks fans. Might have been Hawks Muse guy I follow on Twitter. But he had the John Collins versus Jalen Johnson. And John Collins has played more games this year. But Jalen Johnson, obviously, outplaying him. is outplaying him, outproducing him. You know, certainly points, assists, yeah. and all the things we're saying. Where's that production coming from? Yeah, uh, first in points per shot attempt among forwards who've played at least 500 minutes for Jalen Johnson. And remember, he missed all that time. And he's converted 73% of his shot attempts at the rim. Mike, we talk about finishing around the rim. Right. This dude dunks. Right. I mean, he that's dunks. The things, you know, no, just, it is what it is with Capella. It's just bunnies and putbacks, which is not his forte, even if he's looking right at the rim. So, yeah, no Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson, untouchable. I know you'd love to see DeAndre Hunter off the roster, but what would be his value? To some know. other team. I, I really don't know. You know, again, Zero. I, I thought if you did this a couple of seasons ago when I felt like I had seen enough, and obviously they hadn't, uh, you might have gotten a lot more for him. At this point, I don't know. Remember, what is Jalen uh, – not Jalen, excuse me. What is DeAndre – is he the $20 million guy now? Is he? He is, right? Mm -hmm. His uh, extension – 
Yeah, just well, this year. Yeah. So, Mike, that's another factor now. Yeah, and that's that would be, a, you could argue, a liability, you know, as far as getting him off the books. So, yeah, I mean, unrestricted free agent in 27. So, a dude that we just, we've been begging, begging for consistency. You know, that, that uh, we always go back to that game five against Miami where he looked like, wow, the, the light had finally clicked on and he's going to be like a 25-point guy. That's just not his game. And then he's not, but he's not even that elite a defender, too. That's at least make up for it on the other side, Carl, which he doesn't. Yeah. All right, guys. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 929 the game again. Coming to you live from the studio, uh, high above Peachtree. And this hour is brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Visit mancavestore.com. We're coming back. We're going to talk all things NFL. Uh, coming up a little bit later on, we'll talk to Steve Coonan because he is going to join us. Also, later in the show, Michael Rothstein from ESPN to break down this weekend's game and the significance of what it means for Arthur Smith. And, Mike, we're going to talk some college football with Danny Cannell as well today. Yeah, surprising news or maybe not surprising for Auburn fans about someone getting a pink slip, man. Coming up, NFL Blitz is next. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 